in the church house. But more than being in the church house, we thank God for being able to feel the Holy Spirit. Because we found out if we were home or we were here and whether the house was full or whether the house was almost empty, when we humble our hearts and people praise, we're connected by that Holy Spirit. We can feel that when it moves. And uh, I've noticed, and it just amazed me when I preach, I can feel just as much connection with the church because they're praying. And so God's not limited. And so it's good to be here. I want to share a scripture and uh, say just a word or two and have a prayer, and then we'll turn over to these singers. I appreciate these folks that uh, uh, we asked to sing, and they, they came and are here. And, boy, I'm looking forward to that. And I appreciate Lee DeWitt. Ask him to preach, and he's here. And I appreciate Lee's family being with him. appreciate Linda being with me. I appreciate those fellows up in the sound room there running the equipment. But here in First uh, John uh, chapter 4, verse 13, we find this. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. And so I go clear back in my memory when I got saved and God saved my soul and put that spirit in me and makes me know I'm his and he's mine. And it goes on, says, verse 14 says, And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. Now, we know that doesn't just mean mouth confessing. It means confessing from the heart. When I knelt at the altar and uh, I'd prayed and I'd, I'd said some things like, I know Jesus died for me, but until I really meant it with my whole heart, nothing happened. But when I came to a point where I really trusted Jesus as a Savior of my soul, then everything changed. So I'm glad to be here tonight and I'm glad I'm saved. And uh, I'd like to see somebody get saved tonight. And uh, I just thank God that he's able. So let us just pray for a moment. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for letting us be in your house tonight, and we thank you for letting us feel the presence of the prayers of God's people. God, I thank you tonight for those that are here uh, for this worship service, and I thank you, God, for those that are connected with us, uh, that are listening online and watching online and, and uh, through whatever uh, mechanism, Facebook or live stream or, or whatever it is. God, I, I appreciate it, and I thank you so much, God. And Lord, we ask you to just give us a good free spirit tonight. Uh, God, just, uh, just help us to have the meeting that you want us to have that would cause heaven to rejoice. And God, I praise you tonight. And Lord, I ask you these things in Jesus' name and amen. And we're just going to ask the singers if they'd come on ahead and just follow their hearts and sing whatever they got on their heart.
I sure appreciate these songs, and I appreciate these singers. I appreciate what they've been singing about. Boy, it's real to me. Let's really keep praying. And I know the folks here will be praying, and I know the folks out there that's watching. I know there'll be a host of people praying, because I can feel that. And so let's just really pray. My greatest heart's desire every time I come to church, every time we have worship, whether I'm even doing it at home. You know, I did a lot of services at home. But my greatest heart's desire every time we have worship is for somebody to get saved. And so I'd like for somebody to get saved tonight. So I want everybody to pray. We're going to turn over Brother Lee and let him come. Follow his heart. I know we appreciate being here tonight, and you know, we was, uh, you pray for us, and uh, I can remember the first time that uh, it came down to this, and we had to have an online service, I said, I ain't doing that, there ain't no way, there ain't no way it's going to happen, you're not going to get me up there, look where I'm at, you know, and, uh, but, I'm, but I'm thankful for it, and you know, I was thinking of a verse on the way here. Psalms 53, it says, you know, the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. And, um, you know, I look out at everything in the world, and I know that there's a God. And, uh, you know, everything that's happened in my life, I know there's a God. I look at my family. I look at my friends. I look at how he changed my life, and I know that there's a God. And uh, so you pray for us, and, um, you know, we try to preach, and... This is totally different, you know, but I've been to churches where it's smaller and we've had less people at churches that I've been to and had to go preach at before. And, uh, but you know, uh, I'm thankful for the one, for you guys that's came and are helping out. And, uh, if we can get ourselves out of the way, that's the, usually the hardest thing to do. And if we can get ourselves out of the way, maybe the Lord allow us to preach a little bit. And, you know, if you're watching on a live stream, you know, maybe, he reached down there, and if he does, all you have to do is answer, you know, and he makes the call, you have to make the answer, and so um, I know even when all this first started, Terry went through the I am's, and before you was doing all that, Terry, I was already studying on all that, and it was already on my heart, I believe, to come that week, but you know, the, the coronavirus stopped us from coming to church, so you pray, and we try to get where the Lord can use us, but you know, uh, I'm thankful that he changed my life. And if I could just stand up here and say, you know, I thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me, it's made it worthwhile coming here. And, you know, I look at the live stream, of course, that's all we've had to watch. And uh, I know Terry mentioned it this morning, but there's a lot of people that's been getting on that usually try to hide in the background. You know, maybe you're not coming to church for some reason. I don't know what your reason might be, but don't be ashamed. You know, it's, it's easy to get out and to stay out. But you know what? If you come and get in, you know, you don't have to hide in the background. You can come to church, and nobody's going to say anything to you. Matter of fact, I believe they're all going to be happy that you come. But you pray for us, and, you know, we're going to read just a couple verses right here in Matthew 16. So if you have your Bible and you want to read with us, 
We're going to start reading right there at verse 13, Matthew 16, 13. And, uh, and like I said, you pray for us, and if we can preach a little bit, that's our heart's desire, and, you know, maybe see somebody get saved. But it said, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Say some that thou, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah's, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? I want you to think of that tonight. You know, he sat there and asked the disciples, even though as much as they've already traveled with him, the miracles he's already performed, he still sits there and he asks them. He says, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So, like I said, you pray for us, and we're going to jump over. And I like what it said right there, though. You know, he sat there and said, you know, he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are thy, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee. I want you to know tonight that it's not something, you know, good works or something's going to get you. You know, the Lord has to reveal it to you. And when he reveals it to you, you know, you need to answer the call yourself. And your mom, your dad, nobody can do it for you. So, and like I said, you keep praying and we're going to jump over here into John. And we're going to jump around a couple chapters in John. And that goes on with the I am's. And I know it's very familiar. But over here in uh, John six thirty five, then this is just after Jesus got done performing one of his miracles. And like I said, you pray for us. And, you know, like it gets a little bit nerve wracking, but I want to try to, you know, feel a little bit of liberty and try to preach a little bit and just to kind of keep it and make it think that it's a little bit like normal because, you know, Jesus in my life is normal and he changed something that was different and he made me normal from the way that I see it. But it says over here, it says, and Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. And I want you to listen to that. He said, He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. And you know, I got to thinking about this a little bit, and he sits there and he calls himself the bread of life. And you know, he already asked him, you know, he said, Who do men say that I am? You know, he always. Uh, the Lord, he asks us questions in life because he wants our attention. And he asks, he says, sitting there, he said, whom do men say that I am? He's expecting an answer. And when I think about myself, uh, I was sitting there trying to think about, you know, who would I say that the Lord is in my life? And, you know, I can see him as being the bread of life. And I can see him, and I'm going to mention some of these other I am's. I can see that in life that he is, but... I want to say a little bit about what he's been to me. Uh, he's been my personal friend, and he's been my personal savior. And when the world couldn't do anything for me, Jesus was right there for me. And I'm thankful for that. Now, he's that bread of life. And, you know, we've heard a lot of this word, you know, and I've overlooked this word for a long time, but we've been listening a lot about essential lately. And, 
you know, I, I started looking up the bread of life and it starts to talk about how bread and water is essential and how it's always been essential. And, you know, he calls himself the bread of life because why? It is essential that the Lord is in your life. And if not, you know, there's that other place called hell. And, you know, the only way to get away from it is if you get a part of this bread of life. And, you know, we sit there and it goes over. And like I said, we're going to jump around a little bit. But in 8.12, you pray for us as we keep reading a little bit. It says, Then Jesus again said unto them, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And, you know, when I think about it, uh, when I'm living right, I know that there's people that's asking me questions about, you know, what has changed in your life. Uh, you know, the Lord puts a light down on the inside, and over in Matthew it said, Neither do men light a candle and hide it under a bushel. I want you to know that when the Lord changes your life, you need to let it be shown. And uh, I was sitting here on the way tonight, and I told Brandy at home, I was like, don't be sharing that on Facebook. I don't want other people, you know, not that it's anything, but, you know, let's share it. You know, let's, we got to let the world know that Jesus is the only way. And, you know, he is that light. And, and I'm thankful. And I do have a lot of friends and they ask, you know, I've had people this week saying, you know, whatever started everything. And I told them a little story about my mom. And when my mom first started going to church, uh, my stepdad was having seizures. And she said that the Lord said, if you come back to the church, that he had never have a seizure again. Well, I'll tell you what, after they started going back to church, Terry, he's never had a seizure since. And, and I thank God for that. And she still hasn't left. She believed. And that's what it takes in the church. It takes Believing on Jesus, if you believe on Jesus, he'd do the things right for you. And, and like I said, you know, I'm thankful of that. And over in John 10, 9, and we're not going to preach, you know, an hour on each one of these. And you guys know how I am. I get up here and I just do what I need to do. And I, I love to go take my seat. So, but you pray for us. And over here in John 10, 9, it says, we're going to start at 7. It said, then Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. And again he says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in, in and out and find pasture. And, you know, I got to thinking about this a little bit. And, you know, a lot of times I've even heard other preachers talk about it. Uh, you always see that picture and that the rural paints where it has like, you know, Jesus standing there at the door and there's not a doorknob, but there's, it says that, you know, Jesus knocks at the door and he wants you to answer. And, you know, I was thinking about me when I got saved, you know, it's kind of like I, I, I seen a, a, when I was sitting there studying on this, I seen a perfect example that he gave me the key. He gave me the key to be able to go in and out. He gives me liberty. The Lord gives me liberty in the church. You know, I get to go in and out of his green pastures. And when he gives me something, I'm able to feast a little bit on that. You know, I'm not, uh, a lot of people might say, well, you're a Christian. You know, you can't do, you can't enjoy life. I tell you what, he gave me that liberty. I'm not locked in somewhere, but I am locked in heaven but I'm not locked in in a bad place, you know. I'm not locked in some spot and that's miserable. I'm telling you what, it is nice to enjoy the Lord. It's not miserable. If you're miserable, you don't have the right thing. I want you to know that because 
My salvation is joy unspeakable. And the Bible tells you about it all the time. You know, I got a joy down in my heart. When the Lord saved my soul, he put a joy on the inside. And I'm thankful for that joy, Terry. I appreciate it. Over here, he says, I'm just going to read off of a paper on this. And I wrote it down. He said, I am the good shepherd. Well, I want you to know the good shepherd, the Bible said, he gives his life for the sheep. I get thinking about over there in Luke, it said uh, he had a hundred sheep and the one sheep went astray. And you know what the Bible said? The Bible said he left that 99 and went after that one. And when he went and he found that one, what did it say? He said he threw it up on his shoulders and he took it back home. That's what the Lord did for me. I'm telling you what, when I was lost, he came and he found me. I didn't find him because he was never lost. He found me. And, uh, and I believe it. We say it all the time. Now, if he would have went to the cross just for me, I believe that he would have done it. And I tell you what, if you would have been the only one lost, he would have went just for you. And I appreciate that. I'm thankful that that's how he is. He's such a good shepherd to us. John 11, 25, it says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And he asked a question right there. Believest thou this? Well, I struggle a lot with this because, you know, I've never really studied on the resurrection a whole lot. But I know that he died and he rose again for me. He rose again for me. And why did he do that? Because the Bible said that he had to. He had to go and he saved us. That's how he saves us. And, you know, and like I said, I'm not all in all. I don't have all that. Maybe one day the Lord will let me be able to preach on that. But as of right now, I don't have all that. In John 15, 1, he says, I am the true vine. Well, I want you to know that with the vine, with him being the vine, he's feeding them branches. You know, that's what the Lord does for me. When I'm living for him, He's feeding me through them for the through the vine. I'm able to branch out. And what's it say? There's one of the verses where it talks about a tree that needs hewed down. If the you know if you're out and you're not doing right, you know the Lord tries to pluck around a little bit. After a while, you're finally going to get cut down. You know, I was at home and we've been gardening a little bit. I think everybody in the world's been about gardening and doing their work. And uh, you know, we had a couple rose bushes and. I swear this rose bush was about this big around and it just had all these branches everywhere, but it only had about two green vines on it. Finally, I said, I'm just pulling that thing. If I have to, I'm going to go ahead and get a new rose bush. I mean, if you're not living right, there's a lot of dead on you. There's a lot of dead and, you know, it's going to take a little bit of work. But if I would, if I know for a fact from gardening, if I'd have worked and I'd have pricked and pruned, I could have got that back to right. But, you know, I, I was thinking about just going ahead and starting. It seemed like a lot of work to me, you know. But, um, and like I said, and I saved this one. This was one of my favorite ones. I saved this one because I know I went from 11 to 15, but I want to jump back to 14, John 14, 6. And like I said, you keep praying. And Thomas is sitting here talking to him. We go to the five. It says, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. 
And he said, if you had known me, you should have known my father. From henceforth, you know him and have seen him. Now, it just flat out tells us right there, the Bible makes it plain and simple. A lot of times in life, us humans kind of complicate it. We make things complicated, but when you can put the pieces together, he sat right there and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, he said. Um, You can't go to some other church and just read a a little pamphlet and say, I got saved. You know what? It takes the gospel preaching. Now, I totally believe that if you're at home and the gospel is going out, it's going to prick your heart and you're going to know something because the Lord's going to show you. And I believe there's a willing opportunity. But after that, I believe you also need to share it with some people because, you know, even there's been a lot of times in life that uh, even me as a Christian that I get out or I'm doing something wrong. I would think that, uh, you know, that maybe I might go ahead and confess a little bit on the on the on the side, you know, or I might have been seeing something at church and I'm thinking, you know, I need this back in my life. You need to confess it and you need to tell it because why? For one, that keeps you that gets you on a path because now if I sit there and I tell Terry, Terry, I'm a preacher and I don't preach. What kind of good is that doing? If I go tell this person I was saved and I don't live like I'm saved, I'm not doing no good at what I'm supposed to be doing. When the Lord gives us a job and we're supposed to be confessing and telling people, we need to confess and tell them, you know, so that way we keep our life pointing straight towards the straight way, you know. So, And like I said, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for what the Lord has done in my life. I'm thankful that he saved me. You know, I didn't live such a great life growing up. But, you know, the Lord gave me an opportunity. He's not, he's not just because you grow up in church and you've done good all your life. He's not just after those. The Bible said he died for each and every person. He made a way for each and every one. You don't have to be a, a deacon's son. You don't have to be a singer's kid, a preacher's kid, or whatever. He loves each and every one of us, so... I appreciate being here. We're going to turn it back over to our pastor. Boy, what a fine message. I appreciate that. I appreciate Lee DeWitt, and I appreciate God giving him that message. I love those I am's, and God bless him to preach on those and explain them so good. And I'm glad that I know Jesus, and I know the I am that he is, and uh, because he's all those, he made us what we are when we trust him. And uh, I'd like if y'all would come and sing us a song or two for invitation, or however many we need, or however many you feel like. Uh, I would like tonight to just offer an invitation. Uh, if you're out there listening, uh, you know we've said this many times. Uh, you can use uh, your couch or your chair or your coffee table or the middle of the floor for a, an altar. If anybody's in the sound of our voice here needs to come pray, you do that. It really touched my heart. Uh, God let uh, Lee explain so well the scriptures and those I am's, the, the door and the light and the way and the truth and the life and the shepherd, <clears throat> all that Jesus is. But now listen, uh, he said a number of things. He covered a lot of things. And I'll say just a word or two and then let you sing. He said, if you've been saved, you need to be living for the Lord. Let, let, let God use you and be a light to somebody. Amen. He said, if you lost, you need to get saved. Amen. He also said, if you've been saved and you haven't told it, you need to tell it. See, when I got saved, the devil tried to talk me out of telling it. But there was something stirring inside. I needed to tell it. And so tonight, if you're under the sound of our voice and, and whatever your need is, uh, 
The great I am can handle it. You just need to trust him tonight. He's the one that can do everything he's done for us. And so that's good preaching. We want him to sing tonight. If anybody needs to come to the Lord, please do that while they sing. Let's all stand. Mind the Lord. Let's mind the Lord tonight. If you need to come pray, do that. Help them, Lord. That I've never faced before. If you don't say something else, you got That's why I'm calling on you. Obey the Lord. Come to Jesus. And I know it's been a while. Help him, Lord. But Lord, please hear my prayer. Amen. I need you like I never have before. Everybody obey the Lord, please. Sometimes please, please. Obey the Lord. Sometimes the troubles see. Sometimes it takes a desert Amen. to get a hold of me. Your love is If Jesus so is calling, stronger. Brother Lee already preached this. When he calls, it's your move to answer. He calls, it's you up to you to answer. Jesus did so much for us. We ought to be willing to do a little something for him. He did so much. I've done so little for him, but he's done so much for me. Most of all, he saved me. But he didn't force himself on me. He called, and I come to him. Will you come? Come tonight. Whatever life had thrown my way. Oh, but this I will admit has brought me to my knees. I need you, Lord, and I'm not ashamed to say. Sometimes it takes a mountain Sometimes a troubled sea Sometimes it takes a desert To get a hold of me Sometimes it takes a mountain to trust you and believe. Sometimes it takes a mountain, sometimes a troubled sea. Sometimes takes a desert to get a hold of me. Your love is so much stronger 
than whatever troubles me. Sometimes it takes a mountain to trust you and Anybody else got something on your heart to sing or say? Everybody's welcome. Well, I appreciate this good meeting tonight. Anybody else got anything? Let's keep praying for each other and especially pray for the lost. Well, I got I got some heavy burdens for some lost folks, and uh, when I was lost, it seemed like it would be so hard to get saved. But as soon as I came, really trying, God saved me. And I thought, and I'd heard I'd heard preachers say it's easy to get saved. It kind of aggravate me. I think uh, I don't know who who they're talking to. It's easy to get saved. It didn't seem easy to me. But as soon as I came obedient to the Lord, it was. I thought. Oh, all I had to do was just obey him. And it was easy because he already had the work done. All I had to do was just believe in him. So, but I fought with myself for his coming. I was very shy. But when I got out of myself enough and said, God help me, he did. He even helped me come up the aisle. I was so shy. When God spoke to me, I said, Lord, I can't walk up there. But God was troubling my heart. My heart was pounding my chest. I finally said, God help me. And so God helped me even, he even helped me take the first step on the way taller. That's the way God is. He wants you to do something, he'll help you do it. So that's the kind of God we've got. And uh, so good to be here tonight. I've really enjoyed this service. It's touched my heart. <clears throat> Anything else? If not, Brother Dale, would you just close us with prayer? Uh, be with each and every one of us as we go through this uh, 